Hey, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. Normally, you'd hear the normal uh, show opener, you know, the professional big voices, they call it. But uh, we had a big power outage here earlier uh, this morning in the Billings area. I mean, massive outage to the entire downtown area. Everything west of downtown was fine, but downtown Billings was hit with a big power outage sometime in the 4 o'clock hour this morning, uh, all the way out to the Billings Heights. And so... So I couldn't even get up the elevators to get into our Montana Talk studios. And I ran into uh, Mark Wilson and Paul Mushaben, the breakfast flakes from Cat Country in Billings. We went over to Stella's and had breakfast. For some reason, Stella's still had power. And so, uh, so anyway, so we sat over there and, you know, and we were talking about, man, hey, this is this is just yet another reminder of how important coal strip is, how important our coal mines are, how important... Uh, how important just electric uh, it, it, electricity and electric reliability and all of that is right now. Uh, so anyway, hey, hey, guys, if you can hear me, Frank and Malta, if you're hearing me right now, shoot me a quick message. I, I did uh, send out a, a notice to our stations. Hey, FYI, we've had some power outage issues. So we had a power outage in the four o'clock hour. And then about 20 minutes ago, uh, we had, you know, Power just went down again here uh, at the, uh, you know, downtown Billings in the Doubletree Hotel Tower where we're at. We're on the 23rd floor here. So, so uh, folks, we're going to just do like Bill Riley. We're just going to do it live here and, um, and, and keep rolling with this show. Um, for our stations out there, a little inside baseball, normally when we would hit our commercial breaks, we would fire our commercial breaks, and then it would, it would roll then right into uh, your local commercial breaks. Uh, I'll just keep yapping through what would normally be those commercial breaks. Um, and for our listeners out there, we do have the phone lines open for you, 406-294-0970. Lots of stuff that we that we could be talking about uh, here this morning. But, uh, yeah, just a quick heads up for our stations out there. If things aren't firing like they normally do, that's why, because uh, our systems are, are probably uh, likely in the process of rebooting right now as we speak. Uh, once again, hey, Frank and Malta's got me. All right, uh, Matt. Matt in Kalispell's got us, uh, so sounds like we're rolling hot here. All right, that's the good news. Well, well, uh, fellas, I don't know if our commercial break is going to fire uh, right for you or not, but of course, Frank, if you want to, you want to roll your break uh, like usual. There, feel free, and, and Matt, and to the rest of the stations, if you got your local breaks hard time, feel free. I'll do a slight pause, and uh, and then I'll keep yapping during what would be the commercial breaks, just in case it's all gone haywire because of the power outage here. But uh, hey, just more time for your phone calls. Uh, more more time for your phone calls here. It, really funny. So um, around 840 this morning, I was actually in the middle of a conversation with Mario Loyola from the Heritage Foundation. And we were talking about how destructive these Green New Deal energy policies are and and how, how it is threatening the entire electric grid. I'm literally in the middle of having this conversation with Mario about electric reliability and the destructive Green New Deal uh, energy policies in Europe and and how we're now, uh, unfortunately, going down that path here in America. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of that conversation. Uh, 406-294-0970 is the number for you. Big news story of the day, of course, was the vote uh, to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. want to talk about that story. Unfortunately, four Republicans did not vote in support, and it failed. Stand by back in a few. 
All right, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks back with you here statewide. The phone number for you, give us a call. Uh, Travis is telling me the phone lines are a little bit wonky right now, a little bit wonky on, on the phone lines. Um, but give it a try because, you know, as these systems uh, g- get rebooted after the power, uh, you know, it, it may not have worked uh, two minutes ago, but they might work now. 406-294-0970 is the number for you. So, yeah, very interesting report uh, by Chad Pergram out of Fox News where basically it was coming down to a tie vote, a tie vote in the House of Representatives to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, something that is, of course, it, it needs to happen. Uh, I mean, if anybody is deserving of impeachment, it is the guy who is responsible, one of the guys who's responsible for an all out invasion of the American homeland. High crimes and misdemeanors. What what could be much worse than allowing your country to be invaded by thousands of Chinese military-aged males, given the threat coming from the communist Chinese, allowing the Mexican drug cartels unfettered access into this country. Uh, If that doesn't constitute high crimes and misdemeanors, what in the world constitutes high crimes and misdemeanors right now? Uh, Congressman uh, Ryan Zinke uh, he weighed in. Uh, he, of course, voted in support of the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And maybe since our systems are a little bit wonky for you here, I'll uh, I'll, I'll roll the whole uh, floor speech for you here. But uh, but yeah, Congressman Ryan Zinke is also the co-chair of the Northern Border Security uh, Caucus. He voted in favor of impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas for willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law in enforcing border policy and a breach of public trust. The measure failed by a tie vote, but uh, but as Chad Pergram reported, one of the congressmen then switched his vote. He, he had a motion to reconsider. He switched his vote to no so that they could bring the impeachment motion up once again at a later date. So that's ve- that's very interesting. Uh, let's see. What are the other big stories we want to talk about this morning? Let, let's talk about electric reliability. Let's talk about the importance of power, the importance of electricity. When I shared on Facebook earlier this morning that the power was out, you know, big power outage in, in downtown Billings, somebody said, well, at least it's not 27 below. Yeah, remember when those uh, farmers and ranchers and folks in, you know, in the, uh, the Roundup area, and parts of, uh, you know, uh, you know, just north of Billings. Remember when they had that power outage when and for several hours because that whole substation went down. Right. But yet but yet look at what we are doing to our country. Look at what they are doing to our our country. They attacked Coal Strip one and two. They want to take out Coal Strip three and four. They're constantly trying to trying to shut down these coal mines. They, they, they blocked the Keystone XL pipeline from getting up and running. They're, they're trying to push more electric vehicles and more electric products onto the marketplace. At the same time, they want to tear down the hydropower dams in the Pacific Northwest that power western Montana. They want to take out the coal power that powers eastern Montana. They want to take out the hydropower that powers western Montana. And now, radical environmental groups, including... You know, the trustafarians behind the Climate Kids lawsuit 
are, uh, they have continued to try to stop this natural gas-fired power plant from getting up and running in Laurel, Montana. These are the same people that forced this green energy onto Montanans, that forced electric rate hikes onto Montanans because of the unaffordable, unreliable green power that they have forced upon us. And now we as a state that was always a net exporter of power has had to import power at times. And the demand for electricity is only going to continue to skyrocket. It's just going to continue to skyrocket. But I want to tie it in with one other thing for you here. It looks like our phone lines must must still be going a little bit wonky here because I saw the phone lines light up. And I know our producer, Travis, is quick to answer those calls. So it, the phone lines must still be a little bit wonky here. So I apologize because that's the best part of the show is taking your phone call. So hopefully our phone lines uh, start working here following that power outage in just a second. But I, I want to I pivot back to and tie this. I think this, this whole discussion about about the radical environmental groups that are constantly tying up our court system with their phony lawsuits and their and their efforts to shut down electricity in America, I think they're also a part of the criminal problem facing this state as well. Let me explain. So in Yellowstone County, Montana, you know, the jail's full. They want to expand the jail. County commissioners are now uh, pushing forward with a short-term detention facility idea. And Yellowstone County isn't the only county in Montana that needs to expand their jail, that has a jail at capacity. So there's that issue going on. Um, I, I, uh, I recently got to talk with the, the Democrat uh, uh, county attorney in Gallatin County, and she told me, hey, we're, we're short-staffed. We're trying to prosecute all these cases. We're trying to prosecute old sex crime cases that never got prosecuted. 20% of these cases that were in this box that had never been prosecuted, we're now moving forward. with, But we're short-staffed, and, and the courts are short-staffed, and the courts are bogged down. So wait a minute. We're trying to process. I, I had a guy uh, uh, call me earlier, and he said his car his car got stolen, and and the person who stole his car still hasn't been fully held accountable for stealing his car because the court is backlogged. So the case keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. So our courts are facing such massive backlogs right now that we've got sexual assault cases uh, that are getting bogged down. We've got we've got vehicle theft cases that are getting bogged down. We've got criminal cases that are getting bogged down. Remember the homeless guy that killed the, the gym manager in Kalispell? How long did it take to finally get a trial and get a sentence in that case alone? The whole system is being bogged down, and yet these radical environmental groups still are wasting how much time in our precious courts with their phony lawsuits all to turn the lights off all to shut off the power for us and boop no thankfully it hasn't happened again yet stand by aaron flint here with montana talks back with you here statewide hey um give our phone call uh, give our phone lines a try one more time if you want i just want to keep uh, seeing if these things are ready to roll because that's the best part of the show is taking your phone calls 406-294-0970 but yeah we've had a couple of power outages this morning so it's our systems are still fully trying to get back up and running but uh or if you really want to want to be on the show you can even message us on our montana talks app uh send us your phone number and i have a way that i can call you kind of like like through zoom it's like uh, microsoft teams whatever nonsense but i, I can actually call you uh that's right like like chandler 
uh, to Janice on Friends. I'll call you. Uh, I'll call you. But I actually will call you if, if you really want to be on this show right now. Message us on the app. Send me an email, Aaron at MontanaTalks.com. Include your number. And I'll, I'll call you right here from my uh, from my computer. That might be able to work for you. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I want to go back to the point that I was making. So, so you think about given the crime that we've got in our bigger uh, communities here in Montana, especially the Mexican drug cartel, uh, drug-fueled crime and violence that we're seeing, youth gang activity uh, on the reservations and, and into bigger towns like Billings. Uh, and, and it's not just Yellowstone County that has a, a full jail. There, Cascade County's had a full jail. There's, there's folks that are dealing with crime. And, hey, it's not that hard of a problem to solve. People commit crimes, you put them behind bars. And then they're not able to, to, to keep uh, committing more crimes out there. But one of the other challenges we have is that our courts are backlogged. Our courts don't apparently have enough staff. Our courts are backlogged with all these criminal cases that they have to, to uh, adjudicate. So why are we even entertaining these stupid lawsuits from these out-of-state funded environmental groups? Do you remember the, the Climate Kids lawsuit? You know, where, they, where, where you basically had a bunch of rich white, uh, rich white liberals use their kids as human shields in the war on American energy. So these rich white folks uh, use their kids as pawns in their little left-wing climate uh, game, and, and they filed this climate lawsuit. And the liberal mob media was like, oh, this is a first-of-its-kind landmark case. You know why it was a first-of-its-kind? Because the same stupid case had been laughed out of and dismissed by every other court in the country. But some liberal judge in Helena says, oh, yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to waste my time. I'm going to waste your time, and I'm going to waste taxpayer money to hear this stupid case all because yeah i want to shut the lights off i want the power i want to shut the power off too in the name of this radical green new deal agenda do you remember when that trial took place this, this, this stupid show trial this 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 uh soviet style show trial of the climate kids lawsuit they were in trial for an entire week in this courtroom in helena now if you were a rape victim or your car was stolen or, or you, you were assaulted. How does that make you feel when, when you find out, oh, this liberal judge just wasted an entire week to hear this stupid climate kids lawsuit? And then um, there's actually a good news headline here. A judge sides with Northwestern Energy in Laurel Power Plant suit. Tom Ludy has the update here. A zoning lawsuit entangling Northwestern Energy's gas-fired power plant in Laurel has ended in favor of the utility and Yellowstone County. District Judge Jessica Fair on Monday ruled that Yellowstone County has jurisdiction over the property where, where the power plant is located. Uh, and so anyway, but so, yeah, it sounds like a good ruling here by, by District Judge Jessica Fair. But but I but again I would ask the question why are we even wasting Judge Fair's time with this why did Judge Fair even waste anybody's time with this why not just why not just laugh in the faces of these radical environmental groups and say get out of Montana get out of my courtroom I've got I've got people that are being 
that are being uh, that have gotten their vehicles shot up by BB guns. Two two punks, an eighteen year old and somebody younger than that, you know, drove through a neighborhood and splattered fifty plus cars with BB guns in a working class neighborhood of Billings, Montana. You've had you know drive by shootings. You had a rash of drive by shootings. You got Mexican drug cartels here. You got shoplifting left and right. You got people's vehicles getting stolen. Spike strips get deployed to stop the person who steals the vehicle. And the case keep they kept kicking the can down the road to prosecute the person that stole the car. And we wonder why crime gets out of control. So, but again, we're wasting the judge's time by even entertaining these clown show climate lawsuits, wasting people's time. And what is the end result when the liberal Montana Supreme Court ends up siding with these environmental groups anyway? Power outages, much like the power outages that we've seen here already this morning, except for it would be on a much bigger scale. Look at what they've already done, taking down coal strip one and two. What do you think is going to happen when they take down three and four? What do you think is going to happen when they take out these hydropower dams? I could go on and on and on, couldn't I? And uh, I would go right into your phone calls. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think the phone lines are still a little bit wonky. So like I say, uh, message us uh, on the – oh, I see. Ed Walker wants me to call him. All right, you got it, Ed. Let me uh, let me give this a shot. Let me see if I can make this work on my team's little chat here. Let's see. All right, so let me try to do this. I know I've done it before because uh, – Golly, um, this is why you always need a backup. You know, when you have uh, internet-based phone systems, you kind of need a backup in case the old interwebs go down, right? And yes, that's right, kids. Nice reminder that um, if you don't have energy because you killed coal strip and you took out the hydropower dams and you didn't want the natural gas power plant to be built, that's right, climate kids. You can't get on your little TikTok app either, uh, can you? <laughs> All right, let me see here, Ed. I'm typing in your phone number right now. Uh, Ed Walker, a former state senator, I think he's also one of the uh, one of the uh, Republican congressional candidates running for that Eastern Montana House seat. Okay, stand by, Ed. I'm a I'm a slow typer. I I, I look like Grandma and Grandpa trying to do a Zoom with their grandkids right now. Okay, Ed, I think I'm calling you. Now, uh, let's see if this goes through here. Let's see. see. See, I'm calling him. Stand by, Ed. All right. uh, And then I've also, I do have the audio queued up here of uh, Congressman Ryan Zinke explaining why he voted uh, in support of of the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. Okay, I'm I'm hoping that he's not coming in garbled here because if if our phone lines are screwy then maybe our uh, maybe our uh, our team's chat might be a little garbled here as well. Uh Ed, let me try. Can you hear me, Ed? I can hear you. Just fine. Okay. Yeah, you're I can hear you. You're coming in a little digitized, but let's give it a shot. What do you want to tell folks? And I was, uh, I didn't get the about, uh, you know, this, this ruling that came down from the D.C. court on presidential immunity, the, the Trump presidential immunity, uh, for, you know, January 6th. But yeah, it's you know what it's coming in a little too garbled here. I apologize. I was hoping that might work. I'll tell you what though, Ed, if you um, send me a text message or or uh, or send us a message on the app, and I'll, I'll I'll be glad to share your message there because it sounds like you got a great point to make. Uh, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's it's coming in garbled there. Um, but uh, yeah, very interesting to hear what Ed Walker has to say ab- about that. 
uh, because, uh, yeah, I think I saw it. Let me see. Where did I put that story? I had a uh, Jonathan Turley report here. I think it was a dailycaller.com piece. Let me see. I know I've got it here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Fox News legal analyst and George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley explained Tuesday that former President Donald Trump's legal team actually had a win with the appeals decision striking down claims of presidential immunity. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit ruled that Trump cannot assert immunity from prosecution in relation to the ongoing case regarding the 2020 election. Turley, however, said that Trump's team was successful in filing this appeal initially because it brought them time. Uh, let's see. Uh, he added this. Now, the next stage here is that they can ask for review of the entire court. Uh that has to be reviewed and voted on, even if they reject it. And that will take some time as well. And then they will no doubt appeal to the Supreme Court, which is, which now has a considerable stack on the decks, the desks of these justices, including election-related cases. Uh, so, so there you go. Um, so Turley is actually saying how even though the, 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 the circuit court appeared to rule against Trump in this instance, that in reality, it, it, actually, uh, it actually may have helped uh, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, with regard to the ongoing political persecution taking place against Trump right now. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've got a message here. I think this was Sally in Sunburst. Sally in Sunburst says this. Governor Abbott and the other governors and mayors being flooded with the onslaught of our out-of-control southern border illegals need to bust their new overflow population to the states of the four Republican representatives who think Mayorkas is doing a hunky-dory job at protecting our U.S. people and property from this who-knows-from-where-and-why invasion. Uh, yes, yeah, so Sally in Sunburst is saying, hey, if, to, to anybody who voted uh, to not impeach Mayorkas, send the illegals their way. That's, uh, that's a very interesting uh, point there from Sally in Sunburst. Oh, Ed Walker, he just messaged us on the Montana Talks app. Uh, he says this, I wanted to make a point about presidential immunity. The Biden DOJ tried to give absolute immunity to Hunter Biden, but not to Donald J. Trump. Do they really think Americans are stupid? That's a great point, Ed. So they're, they're saying, well, the, the actual president, Donald Trump, no, 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 does not benefit from presidential immunity. But the crackhead son of a president, Hunter Biden, oh, no, 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 we're going to give him absolute immunity. That's a great point, Ed. Man, uh, thanks, thanks for sending that message in. Uh, I got a message from, I think, John and Bozeman here. Uh, good morning, Aaron. Wondering what the latest is on the liberal city manager in Bozeman that was caught dumbing down the rest of the liberals in Bozeman on a Zoom call. Now, that's a funny story. All right, John, stand by. I'll get to that uh, right here after this uh, this quick break. So now you actually spoke, was it at, at one of the climate change summits? You were one of the speakers at an actual climate change. So one of the big international climate, was it COP28, I think, if I remember right? Yeah, it was COP28 hosted in Dubai. It was my first time attending that. It was a, uh, a great, interesting experience. Um, your listeners might know that that's a UN climate conference. It was in the news because, you know, hosted by Dubai is a big oil and gas producing country, uh, or I'm sorry, the UAE is the, the country rather. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some critiques about that, but we were happy to be part of the conversation. 
Well, so what I found fascinating about your about your business, and I'll read the Big Sky Business Journal hot sheet here in a moment, but uh, there's a company called G2IT, uh, Brian Siebel, an incredible company, and, you know, first reported on that several years ago. But basically what they said, and our friends that live out in oil and gas country, eastern Montana, the Bakken area, you know, you know what you'd see these, they'd, you'd see flaring where, okay, as you're pulling that oil out of the ground, you're also pulling out a lot of natural gas. And so, so they, sometimes they would, they would have to flare and basically uh, light on fire that natural gas, that excess gas. I think it was a safety uh, deal. But what G2IT did was they said, hey, we can capture that gas for you. And then what, what a lot of people are doing is they're capturing that gas now, and then they're using that gas to power their oil well and their, their drilling uh, equipment, basically. So it's like, wow, that's great. All right, Aaron Flint with Montana Talks uh, back with you here. Uh, yeah, uh, systems are still a little wonky. I even tried calling the studio myself just to just to see what it's doing. So the phone lines are still wonky. So unfortunately, you're just stuck with little old me instead of all the, the great phone callers that we always like to sneak in. Uh, Friday's show, I want to give another plug. Friday, we are going to be in Glendive for the Gates Show, the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo. I'm going to get set up early. So if you want to come down and, and join me, even before we kick off our, our statewide 9 o'clock hour, come down and, and see me and say hi at the Gates Show in Glendive. Always a, a great time. Uh, great to see our, our friends uh, in eastern Montana. So hope to see you Friday at the Gates Show in Glendive. Let's see, what was I... Uh, oh, yeah, we had the message from John and Bozeman here. What is the latest on the liberal city manager in Bozeman? That's a good question. I should check out the KBZK website here real fast to see. Now, the last I heard is that the Bozeman city manager was put on paid administrative leave. I should say very well paid paid administrative leave. What I think Mike Hope was telling me that guy uh, that guy makes like two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. Uh, city manager Jeff uh, Mihalik has been placed on paid administrative leave after a leaked video call showed him venting about colleagues and the Bozeman community. Uh, let's see. Uh, now, I know they were going to have a special meeting Okay, that meeting's not taking place until February twelfth. All right, so so it sounds like he is still on on paid administrative leave, and then the Bozeman City Commission is going to be holding a meeting on uh, Monday, February twelfth. You guys might remember us talking about that story. I mean, man, that was a pretty wild video. He he thinks he's on this like Zoom call with the head of the planning department there in Bozeman. And so he's just ranting and raving. You know, he's he's attacking uh, the Bozeman voters. He's complaining about the small town Adam Schiff that he has to deal with. He was complaining about the mayor and, oh, he sends me emails on a Saturday. Why am I answering emails on a Saturday? Oh, poor guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, all sorts of stuff, right? And then, and then what was also really crazy, he started talking about the FU money that he's about to get from Bozeman. So he, he was on this video talking about how he, some headhunter called him and said, Hey man, you should apply for this job in Austin, Texas. Cause in Austin, Texas, if you take the job as city manager, they pay you $500,000 a year. 
to be a so-called public servant city manager. And I joked at the time, man, that's some that's some Dr. Fauci money right there just to be the city manager of Austin, Texas. He he didn't even want to apply for that job because to him, ah, five hundred thousand dollars. Big deal. I'm about to get my FU money from Bozeman. Remember when he said that? What did he mean? What was his FU money? His FU money was was all right. All I got to do, <laughs> you know, I'm now this is my my riff on this here. This is what a lot of people took away from this. What he was basically saying was, man, I'm so sick of dealing with these small town people here in Bozeman. I'm sick of this small town Adam Schiff. This is this is just I'm so much more important than all of this. Hey, yeah, I get paid. I know it. I get a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still got to deal with small town shift. I got to answer emails on a Saturday. And who does this mayor think he is? Well, he was elected by the people. He's your freaking boss. And we, the people, are his freaking boss. But anyway, the FU money he was talking about was the apparently very nice retirement package he would get if he just sits around for another five years. All he has to do is suck it up and deal with all you people in Bozeman for five more years, and then he's got his FU money, and he can, ooh, take the money and run. And and think about this. This, this, this FU money, he's talking about it. How often do we see this in government where you've got unelected bureaucrats who think that they're the boss, who, who look down at you? We see it in our federal government. Sometimes you see it in local governments. And, and sometimes you see it with city managers who think that, well, look, I'm, I'm the guy who gets to call the shots around here. That guy you elected for mayor, psh, ah, send him to the ribbon cutting. Here's a pair of fake scissors. And in Washington, D.C., oh, the people didn't elect Donald Trump. Or the people elected to, uh, Donald Trump, but we don't care. We're, we're going to do what we want to do. And we're going to abuse our positions of power to undermine Donald Trump. And that's, and that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they continue to do. And now some of these, these same folks on the lawyer left, some of these same folks on the lawyer left who, who praised the defense attorneys who went down to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba to defend the terrorists in, in Gitmo are the same lawyers on the left now that want to put Donald Trump's lawyers behind bars. That want to strip away the law license of our great attorney general, Austin Knudsen. And not just him. They want to strip away the law license of the, 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 the attorney general in, in the great state of Indiana as well. Because they are standing up for you. Because they are fighting for you. They want to strip away their law license. And, they are try- and, and what they are effectively trying to do is remove them from from the ballot this phony complaint uh, that goes back several months ago against attorney general austin knutson they they filed this complaint because they want to remove his law license and they want to remove him from the ballot again these these unelected bureaucrats and and these left-wing activists they're not just doing it to trump they're doing it to peaceful pro-life protesters. They're doing it to the attorneys general that are standing up and fighting back against this invasion on our southern border. They're standing up and fighting back against these uh, outrageous ESG standards, whether it's being pushed at the New York Stock Exchange, which, whether it's being forced by our federal government. They are fighting for these small business owners and big business owners alike who do not want to be forced into this garbage but have been forced into this garbage. If you missed it, um, I was able to – 
to chat with Mike Hope, going back to this Bozeman city manager and these unelected bureaucrats, you know, who, who think that they get to do whatever they want to do and they don't have to deal with your small town shift. Uh, I thought Mike Hope said it said it pretty well. Mike Hope is a, a great business owner in, in the Gallatin Valley. He's the owner of the Rockin' R Bar. Uh, and so, uh, uh, so anyway, here's what he had to say back, God, what was this, uh, about a week ago or so when I, when I caught up with him and got his take on this city manager viral video. Well, I, I think quite honestly, if the city manager, Jeff Mahelich, if he had any integrity, he would resign on his own. Um, there's a real lack of trust through the business community with the city of Bozeman and he, he, he's the problem with that. When he wants to control the city so bad that the planning department or the mayor shouldn't be allowed to talk to developers, listen, that's the process. That's the process you signed up for. Um, The only way these city commissioners can learn is by asking questions. They shouldn't be rude and treat people badly or anything like that, but to tell them that they can't talk to developers... When you're willing to invest money into this community, you need to get the insight directly of what the policy people think. Yeah. So what what Mike was was uh, also pointing out was how you know this guy was complaining that that oh the, the mayor keeps talking to these developers. It's like uh, yeah, that's what the mayor should be doing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, just an absolutely crazy story. Got a message on our Montana Talks app. Yeah. Like I say, for those of you that might just be tuning in, uh, we had a big power outage taking out power in downtown Billings and in the, uh, all through the Billings Heights. And to put that in perspective, the Billings Heights alone is the population size of Butte. The Billings Heights alone is like the population of Butte. They didn't have power earlier this morning. And then um, about an hour ago, bloop, the power went out once again. Thankfully, I, we've been we've been up and running here for our, for our statewide show. So that's been great. Very blessed to get the opportunity to talk with you, even if our phone lines are wonky right now and we don't get a chance to hear from you. Such an honor to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, I, I am able to get your messages on our Montana Talks app. Ed in Billings. Um, Ed, can I use your full name? Because this guy's a really smart guy. Really smart guy. Really a, accomplished uh, private sector business guy. But uh, I'll just use the first name for now. Ed in Billings says this. In regards to expanding jail space, I don't understand why we can't use the empty, almost new prison in Hardin. You know, that's a great point. Okay, six million dollars for a short-term detention facility. That, that's a good question. I, I should I should follow up with the county commissioners on. So, if a short-term detention facility would cost six million dollars, well, why? As I understand it, the the BIA is using the hardened detention. That's what he's referring to as the hardened detention facility that was uh, it was built uh, in in Hardin several years ago and kind of got canked under uh, uh, then Democrat Governor Brian Schweitzer. But the facility's still there. I went in it at the time. Um, apparently the BIA is using it for some of their prisoners right now, but they're only using part of the space. So why not just use uh, part of that other space and just ship the inmates 45 minutes down the road? I, I don't Ed, That's a great question. That's a very good question. Uh, and not only could Yellowstone County do that, Bighorn County, others could do that as well. But it, it sounds like right now the BIA are the only ones that are actually using a part of it, as, as I understand it. All right. Uh, quick break. Uh, we'll have some content for you, and, and we'll be back here in just two minutes. 
Hey, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. Yeah, back taking you statewide. Phone lines are still a little wonky. I apologize about that after these uh, power failures that we've had here this morning. Uh, getting your messages on our Montana Talks app, though. Chris in Lewistown. Chris in Lewistown here. Uh, just out. Putin blocks opponent from presidential campaign out of fear of being beat in totalitarian Russia. Absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah, they're doing it here in totalitarian America, too, to Trump. Yeah, yeah, Chris, exactly right. I exactly right. See, you know, the, the Putinesque, the Putinesque tactics, uh, the Putinesque uh, tactics that are being used against, uh, against uh, Donald J. Trump. Liberal mob media is totally fine with that. Democracy. Remove him from the ballot. Spy on his campaign, make up phony lies based off of uh, foreign intelligence operatives being paid by Hillary Clinton. Yeah, spy on him. Lie. Suppress uh, the First Amendment. Use bit massive corporations like Google and Facebook and others to, uh, to interfere in the presidential election. Remove signature verification laws. Lock down the country. Shut up and wear your mask. The Putin-esque tactics not just used against Trump, but used against you. They're not just doing it in Russia, of course, Chris. I mean, I know Chris knows this. Venezuela. Oh, they're threatening sanctions against Venezuela because Venezuela's socialist dictator there doesn't, doesn't want his opponent to be on the ballot either. Now, I, I, I don't think we got to it yesterday when John Jackson, the joker from Twitter, was with us, but... He was shaking his head. I think I mentioned that story briefly yesterday. He's like, no, they're not going to do it. They will not sanction Venezuela. Now, now, John, you tell me if I if I heard you wrong here, but I think he's right. They will not sanction Venezuela. They want Venezuelan oil. They need Venezuelan oil, just like they aren't sanctioning Iranian oil. They need Iranian oil. They want Iranian oil. They just don't want North Dakota oil, don't you know? They don't want Sydney, Montana oil, don't you know? They want Iranian oil. They want Venezuelan oil so they can pull the wool over people's eyes once again in 2024. Say, oh, look, gas prices are a little bit lower. Well, they're still freaking high. They will give the green light to Venezuela. Of course, they're not going to sanction Venezuela for removing their opponent from the ballot. They're trying to do the same dang thing in America. And they desperately want that Venezuelan oil. They just don't want your oil. All right. The impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. I hope they get these three House Republicans in line to stand with the American people to impeach Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas. Congressman Ryan Zinke voted in support of that impeachment. Here's his floor remarks from yesterday, I believe. And Mr. Zinke. Gentleman from Montana is recognized. Mr. Speaker, I rise in strong support of House Resolution 863, the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas. You know, Montana is about the same size as from here to Chicago plus two miles. It's a long, long border. And the few border people we have generally are deployed down south. So my friend and gentleman from New York said, what evidence do we offer? What evidence of negligence? What evidence of wrongdoing? I'd say it's pretty easy to find. It's found in every street every city, every county, every state across this nation. 
The evidence is found in every fentanyl pill and death. The evidence is found in every woman that's raped along our border. The evidence is found in every child trafficking case. It is in every city to include Billings, Missoula, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. It's found in every evidence of children being sex trafficked. And I can go on. The evidence of negligence is the willful and blind turning of this horror that we have in our southern border. Our northern border, while not discussed a lot, is wide open because this country doesn't have a border. And in Montana, this administration can't even prevent a balloon. So the evidence is clear, compelling, and not in dispute. The lack of action and blindfold and willingness to do nothing is deserving no less than impeachment. Mr. Speaker, I yield back. Chairman, you. All right, there you go. Yeah, that was the remarks uh, from Congressman Zinke in support of the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, let's see. We're just about out of time. Man, I feel like a, I feel like a TV guy. Man, I'm crazy not taking any of your phone calls here. I feel like a, a, some talking head on TV. I just sit here and tell you what I think. You don't get to tell me what you think. You don't get to call me out for uh, for saying something you disagree with. Uh, well, but I could, I, I actually, I still took your messages on the app. But man, it's even better when you get a call in. You know, I was thinking about it. Uh, I should do a test. China, China, China. Is China to blame for the power outage in Billings today? I should just test that right now to see if then the power goes off right away. He's talking about China. Power got cut off. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm still here. I'm just joking with you. But I know I was thinking about it like, man, 10 years ago uh, or plus, actually, when I first started in talk radio, if we would have had a power outage in, in the chaos that can create like today, there's no way I would have been able to sit here and yap for a full hour because I would have been like, how am I supposed to just talk to myself for an entire hour? But but man, over these past you know, 14, 15 years I've been in statewide talk radio and Montana politics and broadcasting. I've gotten to meet our great listeners and I'll get to meet more in Glendive this Friday. I get to meet Francis in Big Fork. I get to meet Tim and Savage. I get to meet our, our great listeners all across the state. So I know that I'm not just here talking to myself. I get to talk to some of the best people on this stinking planet. We've got the power for now. And then the